Welcome to Saturday Strategy, the business show for the small and mighty. This is your host, Johnny Themans. Hello and welcome to this episode of Saturday Strategy, the podcast for business owners who want to cut the crap and get the answers. I'm Johnny, I'm your host, and thank you so much for joining us today. We're going to be thinking about how to ensure we're relevant and accessible to young people, the people we refer to as Generation Z or Gen Z. If your target market's under 25, or if you want to recruit people who are under 25, or if you just want to start to learn how you can future-proof your business um, and learn about some of the strategies you're going to have to adopt, then listen on. Our expert guest is going to share some amazing insights. Gemma Hallett's run at this challenge head on and has really captured the secret recipe for how to make her business work for this age group. There are some really valuable lessons for all of us on how to relate best to our target markets and how we can be easy to buy from. The Saturday Strategy Podcast is a pilot project to develop the way we bring helpful information to you and as such it's a resource for you. So, as always, please, if you've got any thoughts or ideas, we'd love to hear from you and uh, continue to craft and refine this so that it's truly useful. We've got lots of information in today's episode, so remember, if you're driving or just getting on with other stuff, you can always find the notes on our website, or better still, subscribe to the Saturday Strategy Weekly Email News Update. And now for this episode's expert guest. Today we're joined by Gemma Hallett. If you've not heard of Gemma, you're not a rugby fan. She's she's a former international uh, rugby representative. Uh, she's a pundit on TV, um, TV program Scrum 5. And throughout all that time, she's also been a PE teacher. As a teacher, I think that she was very driven to work with the, the new generation coming through and realised that a lot of the careers advice that was being offered to, to them was outdated and not really fit for purpose and hadn't moved with the times. And she's really set off on a crusade to solve this problem and, and has transformed her life really now to become a tech entrepreneur and providing uh, an app for um, young people to be able to uh, match up their requirements with um, future employers and, uh, and future um, employment opportunities. Um, Gemma, thanks very much for joining us. Hi. Hi, good morning. Thank you so much for having me. Can we just clear up exactly what we mean by Generation Z? Which age group are we talking about here? Gen Z are those who were born after the millennials. They were born between 1995 and 2010. So tell us about your app, Gemma, that you've developed. Well, we've created the My Future app because we've got a generation here that have grown up with smartphones in their hands. 98% of all their online activity is done through a smartphone. You know, it wasn't me, so to speak, that said, okay, this needs to be an app. It was, right, this is the problem. Um, and then turn into my class and the young people I had access to and saying, what is the solution? And initially I thought the solution being uh, an early millennial, I was like, right, well, the solution is obviously a Facebook kind of thing for careers. That would be really exciting, right? Mm-hmm. And they all went, well, no, <laughs> actually, Jim, that wouldn't be exciting. That'd be really old school. So we've moved on so quickly that, when we first started our concept of Facebook for careers, it moved very rapidly to actually we wanted um, on an app as well. So it went from a desktop to a desktop and an app. And then within another 12 months, it was actually drop, drop all the desktop. We just wanted on an app. So that three-year process we went through, uh, we went from a millennial leading it to a Gen Z 
kind of uh, approach where they just said, forget all the online stuff. I want it on my phone. I want it personalized. I want it, you know, summable. I want it instant. And that's the way we had to go. So it's okay. not just changing the process, but it's changing the whole kind of function and understanding their need of a digital first generation. So um, I don't know if you've ever seen uh, a parent or a baby boomer or somebody slightly older on Facebook. My mom is a perfect example of this. She'll be on Facebook on her phone, you know, arms length away, squinting, looking at it. But she'll scroll so slowly that she'll consume every bit of information. She'll see every photo. And then if you fast forward to a Gen Z on their phone, they've got three apps open. They're flickering between apps and, you know, just scrolling so rapidly. Research suggests now we've got um, eight seconds to engage a young person. There's actually a hidden number in there as well. We've got two seconds to capture, to make them stop. So we've moved on from a search and scroll generation to a kind of one-touch on-demand generation as a kind of Tinder model where you have to swipe the card away, yes or no. The Tinder model is based around me as an individual creating my profile and then everybody else in my area creating their profiles and then if our profiles match, we'll get to see each other. Um, so he uses algorithms and um, so if I was looking for an, a boy or a girl to date, I'll be able to be matched with them based on our profile algorithm. And then I can see his or her face on my phone, read a little bit about it, um, swipe left or swipe right. Hmm. And, and that's done. So if he or she swipes right on me, then we're a match and we're able to connect and talk. If neither of us uh, swipe right, then we can't engage. We'll, we won't see each other again. So that's the dating model. So we've adopted the dating model and put it into the career space. And what we've got now is a young person creating their profile. And instead of being matched to another person, they're being matched to earning, learning, training and volunteering positions that are relevant to them as an individual. So they get to see the opportunities, but the opportunity provider doesn't get to see them. Mm. So they're in complete control. And as soon as they swipe right, it then allows that conversation to happen. The organization knows, oh, we've got a lead here or we've got an applicant here that wants to apply for this or engage or learn more. They kind of demand the control, don't they? And it, it seems to me that that's a, a trend that's it's not unique necessarily to the Gen Z. I like the fact that if I buy something on eBay I could, I, and, and it's not the greatest service, I can I can express my anger or if it's brilliant service, I can I can help to promote them and say thank you. Um, I can do the same with Uber. I can do the same with um, Airbnb. So this this whole feedback and control type thing is really important, isn't it? Yeah, equally what you've mentioned as well is all of those functions sit on your phone. That's what's really exciting. I think that's our biggest kind of challenge right now is making people realize that the conversation happens on social media, yes, but the action happens in functional apps. So I'll order a Domino's pizza exactly to my liking. I'll have it delivered and I can track it all the way. But I don't follow Domino's pizza on social media. Going back to what you mentioned about the young person being in control, my future app sits on their phone and they can see all these opportunities where these companies want me or they want somebody like me. If I swipe right, they are now in control. They can contact me and tell me what happens next. And what we're seeing with Gen Z is that that slight pause and hesitant before they'll swipe right. Oh. Are they really going to commit to that company making contact with me? And that's been really surprising because we, we were thought there may be a risk here where somebody might just swipe right on everything. Um, you know, in the dating world, people play a call in the, play in the odds and um, hopefully you'll match with somebody. 
you know, blag myself through things. So I was like, okay, I'll go and find out the stats on that. And I was actually really surprised to find only two of 700 of our app users had swiped right on everything that they'd been matched with. Um, so I wanted to dig down into that. So I started observing Gen Zers interacting with the app. And what I found was, whilst it sits in their hand, that card sits there saying, I've matched with a degree-level apprenticeship. Whilst it sat there in my hand, I am in control. Yes. When I swipe right, that information has now gone to that company and that company is in control. They'll tell me what I'd do next. They'll call me or they'll invite me to interview. Here, we're at, we have to give them such an easy way to signal commitment as simple as swiping right. Pretty much guarantee. If you're listening to this now and you have any call to action on any website, anywhere, I would love to hear from you if you have a call to action as simple as swipe right. Because I bet there isn't anybody... I, I don't think there's anybody listening here who has a call to action as simple as swipe right. And that means we're not going to engage with Generation Z, I think is what you're saying, Gemma. Yes, because, you know, the whole process is still in existence right now is fill in a profile, fill in an application form, you know, send it off. And all these... Actually, goes back a little bit further than that. Let me explain something that's happening in my area. Um, one of the largest FE colleges is advertising on a bus. Big splash marketing at the side of a bus says um, enrollment in September and go to the website. That's all it says. And so you're relying on a young person to A, see that bus, yep. whilst they're likely to be looking at their phone, to yeah. be honest, um, to catch the website address. Yep. Go to the website to maneuver all the text and the course descriptions on the website, which, by the way, are normally the BTEC spec that a teacher teaches from. It's mm -hmm. not young person friendly at all. To, to, to decipher out of the 200 courses that you run, which course they want to apply for, start the application process to turn uh, to submit it and turn up to interview. That's six. That's seven steps. Right. For anyone seven. You can call it seven steps. We call it seven barriers. It's seven reasons why a young person would pull out of that process. Yeah. And what you're telling me is that actually all they want to be able to do is swipe right. Yes. Okay. They can do that in every other walk of life. Why can't they do that when it comes to their career? Mm. Well, that presents some challenges, doesn't it? I mean, if I, if I just mm. think about my business, I torture somebody and make them jump through hoops just to even get on a news an email newsletter. So uh, we're going to have to yes, get that fixed. Sure. We're going to have to get that fixed in the next couple of years, aren't we? So, yeah, I think you can maybe get away with it. Sorry for to the older of the Gen Z, but as we look at those seven, eight, nine-year-olds, you know, these are the guys that have grown up walking up to the TV trying to swipe the yeah. channels. You know, this is that's what they've grown up with. What challenges have you had in terms of getting this whole project launched? Oh, too many to mention, to be honest, but. Um, if I go right back at the beginning, like I mentioned, I wanted to solve this problem. I could see this gap happening and I'd be in class with, you know, 17, 18, six formers and 14 working computers. And they just say to me, oh, Jim, can't we just do this on my phone? It could be much quicker. Mm. And I was always one, that, and this was like five years ago, <laughs> and I was always one that would, that would never push back against that. If we can achieve what we needed to achieve in that lesson quicker through our smartphones, then, then great. Why not do that? Um, if they get a better outcome from that lesson. So I was always for that. But year on year, I could see this gap happening where we were forced to use the computers because that's where 
things were happening. That's where we needed to apply for apprenticeships. That's where we needed to find out about the university courses or local jobs, what it was. And there was this big gap happening where it, it got hard to do on smartphones because it was just convoluted information. Um, so the biggest challenge was for me to understand that actually Gen Z had got to lead on this, not me. Me being a, an early millennial, like I said, a Facebook for careers would have been ideal. Yep. But in actual fact, I had to take a step back, let go of the reins and let Gen Z dictate what the functionality needed to be and what the solution was. And it took, it took nearly three years and two and a half thousand young people for me to take, you know, the leap and the, the confidence to put it out there and say, we have the product that is built by Gen Z for Gen Z. And I can honestly say, it, you know, I've just been a facilitator in this. I think the next challenge then was to get organizations to, to identify first that there's a problem in how they communicate them with Gen Z. They say into the first bit of pushback was, well, it's on our website and we put it on Facebook. Hmm. And we, we then say, well, great. They don't know you exist. So the website isn't being seen and you're putting it on Facebook with Gen Z or not. So we, we describe Facebook as a family barbecue. The people on Facebook as your mums, your dads, your auntie, uncles, your neighbours. <laughs> the kids will pop in. Yeah. They'll grab a burger and then they'll nip back out to, to where everyone's hanging out on Instagram and Snapchat. So, and TikTok now, things are always yeah. evolving. So, what we had to do is then, it, it's, it's hard before you can say, you can't just turn up and say, look, this is the product you need. And you say, okay, this is the problem you don't know yet you have. And get them to agree that there is a problem. And then say, okay, now this is the solution because it's built by Gen Z and it, it works within that eight seconds. It stops the scrolling, your brand gets seen, they have to action it and, and all of that stuff. So in terms of a challenge, it's getting people to see five years from today that if you exist as you are, you won't exist for yeah. them. So bring me up to date then, uh, Gemma. How many, how many people are um, using the app now? So right now we're staying, we're staying localized. We want to go really deep in our community before mm-hmm. we uh, grow geographically. So we're up to probably just under 1,500 app users. Um, predominantly those who are furthest on the labor market. I think that's our biggest social push right now is to, to inspire those who may be headed down a path that was going to lead them into low-skilled, low-paying jobs into pathways where, you know, the jobs of the future and in our region in particular, there's 20,000 jobs come in that don't exist yet, <laughs> um, according to the five priority sectors. Ex- explain, so expl- hard. explain that one, Gemma, 20,000 jobs that don't exist yet. What, what, does, what does that mean? Yes, so we've got five priority sectors in the Cardiff City region. So there's 10 local authorities in the whole region and they're focusing on the five priority sectors, which is engineering, construction, human foundation, care, and, and health. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, what's the other one? Digital and creative. And I forget what the fifth is now. I apologize. Um, but that's based on um, the tech one in particular. So we've got this kind of Silicon Valley growing outside of Newport. And there's going to be 20, they, these industries are going to be bringing about 20,000 jobs that don't yet exist over the next three years. So whilst we continue our in through education and the local colleges and training providers continue to turn out um, hairdressers and beauticians and no disrespect to those pathways, we're working with those maybe 
destined to go down those low-skilled, low-pay jobs and move the needle slightly into the 20,000 jobs of the future, actually, you know, they don't require a massive shift in skill set. They just require a massive shift in um, awareness. Yeah. So, telling my story, I was brought up on a farm. And, you know, when I, when I went off into higher education, I went to agricultural college because I didn't know anything else. And it was, it was during that period there that I discovered there was more outside of, ag- more outside of agriculture. And I spread my wings, um, at that point when I was 18. And I kind of see myself as lucky because I certainly wasn't suited to be a farmer. I lack the patience, uh, and the tenacity for, 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 for doing that. And, um, and it's not a thing I could have done well. So I would have been, I think, unhappy and unsuccessful in my life if I pursued the only thing that I knew. And I think there are a lot of people that fail to find the role models, fail to find the people that raise their aspirations, fail to find, um, you know, um, to identify opportunities beyond their own horizon. Absolutely. And you're spot on when it comes to awareness. You know, we only know what we know. If they are lucky enough to have a two-parent family, then statistically they'll know of five career opportunities. If they are from a one-parent family, that in straight away within half, two or three career opportunities they'll be aware of. If the parent didn't work or doesn't work or maybe works uh, um, casually or zero-hour contracts and don't have a career, so to speak, they just go from maybe job to job, then that's all they're aware. The word career does not resonate with the young people that are living first from the labour market and in poverty. We actually, there's a story related to that. We called ourselves My Future, the Early Careers app. And whilst we were working with six formers and university aspiring learners, that, that fitted really well. They got it. When we went and worked with those who were furthest from the labour market through charities and outreach projects, the Early Careers app meant absolutely nothing to them because the word career means nothing to them. It's something that happens elsewhere, other people. Yeah. Um, so we had to change it to the School Leavers app, which could resonate across the board with everybody because these young people are growing up who've never seen anybody with a career. doesn't mm. make sense. We're calling careers event, career days, and it means nothing to them. All they've ever seen is a parent struggle, maybe working three jobs or no job, never going to work on a Monday, don't have a bank account. So when we talk further from the labour market, we talk aspirations, it is absolutely, like you mentioned, it's that awareness. How can we take a world of opportunities into these communities and show these young people, bypass the gatekeepers, the ones that said, oh, you're not going to amount to much or there isn't anything out there, bypass those and go straight into their hands and say, actually, just in your community or the, you know, within 10, 15, 20 miles of where you live, all this exists and it matches you, you can apply for this today. And all you need to do is swipe right. Brilliant. Gemma, thank you very much. How do, how do we take a look at your app and contact you if we've got anything um, that, that, that can be helpful here? Oh, yes, please, for sure. I'd be welcome to speak to, to anybody that's working with Gen Z or has opportunities for Gen Z and any kind of local authorities that want to move their provision forward as well. I'd be sure. really welcome to speak to them. Um, you can contact us at um, hello at myfuture.co.uk, myfuture with an I. And we're on all the social media channels at My Future App. They're all the same. Yep. Which is really important as well. Brilliant. Gemma, thank you ever so much for coming on and sharing your story with us uh, today. And 
some of those bits of wisdom. So thank you ever so much for that. Um, and, uh, you know, keep up, keep up the great work. <laughs> we will do. Thank you so much for the opportunity to share. Thank you. So that's it for another episode of the Saturday Strategy Podcast. Thank you so much for sticking with us to the end. Uh, remember, our aim is for this to be useful for you. So if you've got any feedback, please let us know. We'll take it on board and we'll continue to develop this project. If you want to contact me directly, you can find me pretty easily on LinkedIn by just searching for Johnny Themans. If you're into Twitter, you can find Saturday Strategy Podcast. Or if all that fails, you can reach out on WhatsApp using 07977 437 360. And that's my personal mobile number. Thanks again until next time. And remember, if you enjoyed this and want to hear more, then please subscribe to the Saturday Strategy email newsletter. <laughs>